Welcome to another episode of Real Horror. Um, I'm Anna. Hello. Hello. I'm here with the fabulous Eve Oliver. Hello. Hello. So, what, what have you what have you been up to this this week? Anything I mean, good? a really exciting thing happened. But she's fast asleep and I'd feel really mean waking her. So as soon as she's awake, she's going to be starring. But we've got a baby tortoise shell cat. But she's asleep. I'll put a picture of her here. Yes. So that's so, yeah. so I've got that a little... what, what was, pro... was that a weird process? Trying to get a cat in lockdown. Um, so we couldn't go visit her. So basically they put videos of their cats up on their page, the rescue place. And then basically I always wanted a tortoiseshell <laughs> and um, I'd been looking for ages and they didn't have any like ever. And um, my birthday, Tom was always going to get like a set of stuff ready for having a cat because we always knew we were going to get a cat, like the scratching post, a bowl and all of that. Um, and then accidentally they posted a tortoiseshell cat and I got really oh, excited no. and so it all kind of oh, happened at the same time I know <laughs> so yeah literally we didn't meet her at all um until we went to pick her up and even then we couldn't go in so they just took the um basket off us and I sat in the car and filled out the forms and then they just brought her to us and put her in the car that's it. And I'm like, I hope you like her. Oh, it's like one of those old-fashioned video dating things where you get to look at a video where she's yeah, sitting there decide. going, "Well, I'm Hilda. I'm eight months old. I'm really into like skydiving and tuna fish. Tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was weird not going because like anyone that I spoke to was like, "Oh, so you're going to go visit her though?" and just like check that she comes to you and stuff i'm like no, i she mean she's a cat either. she's not going to come to you <laughs> do people do your friends know what cats are yeah but like she's so friendly she's like up in your face all the time it's really cute oh that's all right i will come to see her soon that'll be good i got my mom yeah you do. So I'm, I'm just i'm happy now yeah. Like in Corona Happy. That's like, really nice. very exciting. Anyway, um, so we should think of some kind of snappy phrase to describe what we do. But um, we talk we, about we, horror and <laughs> films and true crime. Hey! Like, hey! <laughs> so as well as the fake horror that we do in our day jobs, um, we also quite like true horror that happens to other people and we thought we'd like to combine those two loves of horrible horrible murders and fictional fictional murders yeah that's not very snappy it's not oh, well. i mean we'll work on it yeah like by the time we finish this we'll have like a really cool snappy by the time we've done every crime yeah ever ever <laughs> We fine. So, who are we doing today? So we're going to talk about Alfred Lowenstein today, who was a multimillionaire 
and um, yeah it's a bit of a weird case because I think a couple of times that we've done this we've spoken about quite like bloody and horrific things but this is kind of a bit more mystery um, he was in his private jet uh, flying over the English Channel and um, he had a couple of people with him he had like his valet he had some typists obviously the, the pilot co-pilot um, with him um, went to use the toilet at the back of the plane and um, they kind of went oh I haven't heard from him in like it got on to like 15 minutes and um, I mean I've, I live with a man so that's a legitimate amount for them to be on the toilet apparently he was known to be like quite he wouldn't like mess around quick so that's why they got <laughs> he did put it plainly yeah. he didn't take war and peace in with him no which many of them do and I think it's definitely a man thing but anyway I don't yeah, I don't understand it. it it's just like um, come on why is that a place things to do people to see yeah so but yeah so they hadn't heard from him went to go check no Alfred Lowenstein the door to the sky was like flapping <laughs> around <laughs> and he'd gone like disappeared so we're kind of talking about that and like the weird kind of things that happened before and after that um so yeah oh. we'll get started yeah okay so I mean we probably we may both have different things we obviously we don't speak beforehand we don't, we don't compare we just wing no. it um so Alfred Lo this is what he well he was born in what 1877 is that right and his death was 1928 so this was about 100 years ago ish yeah um he was a belgian financier he was the third richest person in the world at the time of his death is mm -hmm. that right yeah worth yeah. about 12 million pounds now i think that's in their in then money yes which is about 45 million today i think if it was in today's money really really which actually in terms of rich people we have now isn't very much it feels like it's not a lot now but yeah like obviously at its time that's crazy mr amazon is like worth the world I think. yeah yeah like literally and one billion you couldn't spend one billion in a lifetime so yeah that's always really annoying it's kind of like you do not need this money like you cannot possibly spend can't it spend it yeah like just jog on yeah. share the love Share the love, give me all of your money. I'll spend it so sensibly. Yeah, we would. We'd be so good. <laughs> Horror movies would look ace. They would look beautiful. I'd like so pretty. I'd have Tom Savini doing the SFX, along with Cam Bloomer, obviously. Obs. Obs. Um, yeah. I don't know what else would I spend it on. <laughs> I'd have Bruce Campbell and everything. Like, the catering would be, like, banging. Yeah. Papa John's, all hey. the best. <laughs> like yeah. COVID catering is going to be interesting on set. I think everything will have to be pre-packed. Well, I thought everyone's just going to have to. We have to just have to give everyone a, a pat lunch. Allowance. Yeah, like a kind of meal deal kind of thing. Yeah, it's very confusing. I don't know how people are getting around it at the moment. Well, we had it that there was like a, I know obviously <laughs> probably can't do this, but like there was just like a set menu the day before and you just tick what you want with your name next to it. 
and then they like make it pack it and you don't even like see anyone you just literally just look for your name and grab it oh no yeah you could that. do that you could do that on a, even on a low budget set yeah you made the menu and yeah um Yeah. That's nothing to do with this. That'd be a way. No, no, yeah. I was like, how did we get fun. here from like Alfred Lowenstein? We're thinking okay. about the logistics already because we we're, are. Yeah, we're spending everyone's food. money. <laughs> so he made his. What did he. Why was he rich? Oh, he had his he fingers made, in lots of pies, didn't he? Yeah. Electric power and artificial silk is apparently two of his biggest. That was a place to be. And, oh, I don't know whether to get, no, I'm going to say it now. So obviously he's disappeared and there's loads of different, I'm, I'm, in a few minutes, I'm sure we'll go back and forth with all the different um, ideas behind what happened to him. Was it an accident? Was it murder? Like what happened? And one of the ideas behind him being murdered is that he set up a company talking about all his different things I don't know if you've read about this um but with as Albert Pam and Frederick Slavsey Salavsey um and they had like an international holdings um company and just weeks before this happened they had it written into the contract that if one of the people so they were a three-way kind of um equal sharings on this company yeah. yeah and if one of them died the other two would take full control um so instead of anything dissolving it would just become 50 50 for the other two and it's like <sighs> interesting because he was obviously very rich and anyway yeah I shall um, back. he was he was a bit of a, a one for selling stocks and bonds and things and could reportedly sell anything to anyone he was a good mm. salesman um but some of the things that he sold stocks and bonds for didn't exist yet i read that okay um, that's cool i which, mean deceitful but cool <laughs> which may have or may not have been about to come crumbling around his ears yeah. um in terms of people wanting their money back or um yeah so um yeah he was he, he did have his fingers in a lot of pies he was into racehorses as well mm -hmm. like he had a him and his uh was it him and his son had race yeah racehorses yeah um he was have you got anything about his wife i've um very little um she, only was, really... she was quite a socialite i think yeah yeah only really kind of bits about after he died um with yeah. her so when he um yeah so he married he married her um and people referred to it friends of theirs referred to it as a marriage of convenience she gave him a bit of social cachet um and she she had more sort of social standing than she did money so she okay. uh, she quite enjoyed how rich he was and he quite enjoyed how pretty she social was standing. and how sort of like the sort of cool circles in which she met but other than that people sort of said they had separate bedrooms they okay um they didn't have a particularly sort of rom romantic relationship well, but I'm always very suspicious of that kind of thing because whose business is that? 
like yeah people have different that they have different ways of showing yeah. affection and sometimes like sharing sharing a bedroom isn't I mean it would do my head in if if my husband slept in a different bedroom but but, yeah, but then you could like, like starfish <laughs> oh. I've still got cats and a child maybe they could all get in they could all get yeah. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but I would miss them in the night I would miss I wouldn't yeah. like it if I patted the bed next to me and but no some people really buzz off having separate rooms it keeps the spark alive and you know other other friends of theirs said and they said they had a child together so it can't have been completely com- completely loveless and they did they did that at least once once yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay yeah. so that's it's difficult to know sort of without speaking to the actual or like hearing from the actual people and she didn't really want to chat about it afterwards um but madeline was his wife leah that some some people seem to think that that was she may have been a bit of a gold digger um and he was well aware of that and just just in it because she was looked nice on his arm kind of thing Mm. um but who knows? Who knows? Um, he also did a deal with uh, a gangster. Did you? Yes, I heard a little bit about this. Let me find it. Arnold Rothstein, who was nicknamed the Brain. Yeah, I can't find it. And the kid. Yeah, the go for it because I can't find it, and I don't want to like bore everyone with my. He was a <laughs> he was a kingpin in New York. Um, and had an organised corruption and sort of racketeering enterprise um, and wanted, he sort of had a deal with him to help him get more heroin into the into the city. Mm-hmm. So it w- certainly wasn't like all just like this sort of, uh, the sort of Belgian financier who's all above board i don't know if any financiers are i was gonna say is any multi-millionaire completely above board but this guy sounds a bit gotham city Mm. like corrupt yeah yeah Um, yeah there was obviously lots going on and like you said it there were a number of things that possibly were kind of crumbling around him um, yeah or or at least about about crumble yeah um yeah so he was on his um so the day in question uh he was on a flight from Croydon to Brussels so he's going home from London with I think like you said with six other people yeah his um there was I, I was listening to something that kept calling um his airplane uh, uh, the male secretary oh. kept calling his like now I don't know if that's because he did his post but I suspect that it meant male oh. as in you know oh. how, like how they say oh, female male. footballer oh I don't know though maybe no. maybe he was about that. maybe he was the secretary of his mail 
maybe he had so much mail he had to have a separate he had a separate secretary just to go through the mail but he I was very rich yeah just just a man secretary yeah but yeah. secretary is a female term so you have to what <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you have to, you have to uh, differentiate yeah you know like, like, you're doing, really like you do with female scientists yeah and also this is a really <laughs> random one but mascara and manscara yeah eyeliner and guy liner yeah, like eyeliner. it does the same thing it does yeah like we don't need to like gender calm down it's okay kind of thing anyway sorry yeah. i like a bit of guy liner but is it not just the same thing as it's eyeliner? eyeliner? Yeah. So I, do, I suppose it's it's the shorthand of saying I like eyeliner on men. Okay, so not all sense. men. Hashtag not all men. Hashtag <laughs> not all men suit right, eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> or regular, reg, just regular eyeliner. Nice got to be able to pull it off i always think that about like some like male deodorant products or male shower gel where they're like it will make you feel strong and it's basically the same thing as the or like shaving foam where it's like you'll feel uh, yeah it's angry and you think it's the same as the they use our stuff anyway because it's yeah. like it's ridiculous just walked in. Yeah, we're filming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's like, is it? <laughs> we're doing charades. Yeah, two words. Anyway, no, he's up on his aircraft. Yeah, four thousand foot in the air over the English Channel. As you said earlier, he goes off to use the toilet. So on this, this is a tiny little aircraft. I can't remember it's what called it. Called a Fokker F seven. Oh. <gasps> Fucker. <laughs> yeah. It was the aircraft to have of the Yeah, he's and it's his private plane as well. So it was yeah. Well. Wasn't Bye. Yeah, so he would have been really used to it. He'd have done flights backwards and forwards in it. It's not like and this is why I get a bit confused with the whole, if it was an accident, if he accidentally went out the wrong door instead of going to the toilet or something, it's a bit like... Yeah, so about about that, so you yeah. went into the... So when you were in the plane, you went through a door, there was a short passageway with two doors at the end, the one to the right led to the toilet, and the one to the left was the... What did you say? The door to the sky? Door to the sky. Flat, the flat, entrance... Flat. <laughs> The plane entrance door, which is the door to the sky um, when you're in the air. Yeah. And the, the, what allegedly happened is he went to the toilet, used the toilet, came out, instead of coming back into the main cabin, he, he opened the door to the sky and was sucked out. Or did he step out like airplane style, like oh. yeah? <laughs> and then he held up a sign saying, "Oh dear." Yeah. 
yeah allegedly that is what happened so yeah so his secretary went uh to find him found the door flopping around in the slipstream um and then they landed the plane on a beach near uh was it near there's somewhere to do with the war dunkirk no something um possibly something french and um i'm worried i mean that my cat's just cat. along the go um yeah they landed yeah, on a beach possibly anyway, yeah um bef uh for a bit first mm. before going to um Calais, I think, was it an airport there? Or and Paris? weirdly, the wife came there, didn't she? Yeah, she came to join the panic-stricken people on the on the yeah. flight who were all in disarray, and mm. people said, like, you couldn't fake that level of panic. Um, so, but then, could you fake it if someone had like? pushed him and told everyone you know paid everyone off like that'd still be those feelings but yeah with a different thing kind of running underneath yeah so a few days late was it a few days later uh i don't know what happens what what, what bit are we on so um oh it, uh when they find yeah so his body yeah that was that was a while later it was 16 days oh right okay oh yeah July, i can't remember when he was yeah quite decomposed by this point yeah. obviously some fishermen found him yeah there had been um a reward for his body being found um quite a substantial reward mm -hmm. um and so they found they found they found his body and he was identified by his wristwatch alone, which yeah. just had his which had his name engraved on it. Um, and I don't know how they could identify people then. Presumably, his body was so badly. Yeah, because they, they said be it has to be sort of less than six days for, and then after that, it's just like you're getting really decomposed. So if you're thinking this is like sixteen days, yeah, and you're in the water, and you've yeah. also yeah. Yeah. Um, they can the coroner concluded he was alive when he hit the water mm. um his his uh, he had a lot of all of his bones were broken yeah yeah um he was then buried in his wife's family tomb but they didn't write yeah, his it, name on yeah. it so he was technically buried in an unmarked grave which is a bit odd grave. for someone of his wealth and stature yeah yeah and his wife forgot to come to the funeral because she had stuff on i think yeah she didn't attend yeah she had some stuff Which... on that day hey look game. you can't always go to every husband's funeral mm, fair what can you do you know so, so that's kind of it that's kind of the yeah. story of what happened i guess um, yeah so there are some theories. Yep. Do you want to? Which we go with first? Um, okay. So I'll kind of 
I kind of started on the accidental death ideas and stuff. So I'll kind of carry on with that. Um, that um, with the plane, this Fokker F7, um, it was such a tiny plane um, that people, experts that I think there's one or two like in existence now. Um, I'm trying to think. It's not, there's definitely not one in England. I'm, it's somewhere in Europe there is one and and um, the guy that owns this um like plane museum it must be called something what's it called like a plane like museum. the plane museum a plane place um was saying that a if you know all the people on board said they didn't feel see hear anything and that's why they went to check on him they said they would have to feel something because it's such a small plane, particularly the pilot flying it. If you suddenly have that door swing open, you're going to, as a pilot, you're really going to feel that. Yeah. Um, so the fact that no one felt anything is really, really weird. Um, sort of accidentally opening the wrong door again is also kind of a bit of a problem because um, they were saying that actually because of the slipstream, this door opens um with the air kind of going that way so actually every time you kind of try to open it the air going past the plane is pushing it shut so it would have taken a hell of a lot of force so again making a lot of noise um all so of that the british air ministry said it would take two people yeah to open it mid -air. yeah be like pretty much impossible for just one guy yeah yeah, yeah. especially so, um, if it was like an accident yeah yeah and this is the thing it's like you can't just walk out and open it so that's kind of bizarre um and obviously this door on this plane the external door to the sky um has um windows and is on the same side as the windows so surely people would have seen if that door had suddenly swung open yeah um also he would see that it was that it was the sky the sky outside yeah i mean yeah. we don't know what we don't we don't know a lot about him, I suppose, in terms of whether he was high, not just well, physically, not just four thousand feet high. So that's kind of another thing on the accident thing, unless you were going to speak about that. No, no, you go. Um, was that this man had really violent mood swings and um, other kind of um symptoms that were also in line with very high blood pressure and i can't remember what it's called have i got it written down malignant malignant hypertension it's believed he had which is like incredibly high blood pressure um so there was a medical professional talking about this and saying with that and the high altitude of the plane um you've got the lack of oxygen at 40 uh is it 4,000 or 4, no, 4,000 feet, 40,000 feet away. Um, <laughs> oh, that can kind of turn into kind of altitude sickness where you do become really disorientated, you make stupid decisions, you can feel like you're, yeah, like um, indestructible basically. Yeah. So there is the possibility that he was acting out really strange, but again, like you say, how does one person accidentally open that door without anybody else yeah knowing yeah it seems yeah. illogical also the fact that they then landed on a beach um before going to calais there was some suggestion that the door had been taken off altogether midair 
and then replaced oh wow on okay. the ground so someone which would have been possible if if they had removed the door altogether and pushed thrown him out of it oh i see but basically everyone on the plane would have had to have been in on it yes he have, you, have you seen orient express yeah, I, I was thinking it's really Agatha Christie, isn't it? Yeah, like, it is. everyone just going, no, didn't didn't see anything. Don't know what you mean. You know, they'd have to have done. Yeah, they'd have to. Yeah, in some way or another. Yeah. So they, yeah. So there was the fact that they landed on the beach, um, which was a bit odd. Um, yeah, there was that partnership agreement. Also, I think his. Had he recently updated his will or his, his life had been insured, I think, fairly yes, recently. Recently, yep. Um, leaving quite a lot of money to his wife, mm. who, as we said, forgot to come to the funeral and didn't spend too much money on the funeral anyway. Um, so there was some suggestion that potentially she had paid people off or pay, paid someone or everyone on the plane mm. um, to get rid of him because there was that it caused a jurisdictional issue as well. Yeah, yeah, over the middle of the English Channel. So, so it's um, technically France's problem, but they had no horse in that race at all because no. he was going from London to Belgium. He they wasn't French, care. like yeah. They ruled. Yeah. They ruled it officially. Ruled it an accident. Yeah because that's what everyone said, but I mean, they wouldn't really be bothered, would they, I guess? They'd just want it off their plate. Which is kind of weird when you think it's like, I mean, the amount of press that he had, he was always, like, he was always very, like, in the forefront of the press of his time. And it's like, you'd think, like, that would have been a really high profile kind of, but maybe they just, yeah, wanted, Who wanted rid of the case. Pardon? Maybe they were paid off. No. Dramas, maybe. Wait, how far does this thing go? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there was, a, there was another suggestion, though, mm -hmm. that he he orchestrated the whole thing, mm -hmm. and that he faked that he faked his own death. Yeah. And he's still alive today, and here he is now. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Um, only a hundred and yeah. billion years old um, because he had all of these collapsing business yeah. deals um, his wife his, his marriage was well he maybe wanted to get out of his marriage or she was in on it as well and that's why she didn't go to the funeral mm -hmm. and um, because she knew he was actually safe and well. And again, that's why they landed on the beach. Um, and then all he would have to do is give his watch to somebody. Yeah. Um, I mean, that begs the question who, who... Whose body was found. Whose body was that with his watch on? Yeah, yeah. Um, but given that there was a well-known substantial reward yeah. for finding his body, and if his wife wasn't going to ask too many questions about that, because it was in her interests for a body to be found, official, officially a death to be recorded, she'd get the money and then she could reunite with him. Yeah. On yeah. some island somewhere. Yeah, 
um, because obviously, like you say, being buried in an unmarked grave, even now, if the case were to be opened up again, you have no body to ex exhume. You can't can't prove anything. So yeah, that's it's all nice. a bit all a bit suspicious. Um, yeah. Another suggestion was that he did it on purpose, and he did die, so and sorry. he killed himself yeah. because of all of his weird dodgy dealings which may be backed up by the fact that he wasn't very well yeah um, and he was a bit out of his mind and he just thought yeah yeah um the other thing about the whole suicide thing was apparently he was very like um he was roman catholic and very kind of showy about it when he was like in church and stuff which obviously is then kind of weird if he did commit suicide because obviously particularly at that time suicide was considered like a massive sin yeah and um well he wouldn't be able to be buried devout yeah yeah or but if he did if he, he did buried do that in a unmarked grave yeah and that might be a reason his wife didn't attend his funeral if yeah. and that might have been the reason that everyone was so distressed and pretending they didn't hear anything or whatever because he did it on purpose or yeah um and they didn't want him to you know not be buried yeah properly I mean, or yeah 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 so there's lots of theories what do you what, what from from all of this what do you think i don't i don't think he died i think i don't think he died it. no uh, yeah I think the size of the size of the plane, it would have caused massive amount of turbulence. It would have been really unsafe to just randomly open that door. People would have heard, people would have seen. Um, and yeah, the fact that they made that random stop off, the fact that the wife didn't even appear at the funeral. Um, because you need closure, surely. Like even if I don't know how close they were, like obviously, like you were saying, sometimes. Uh, some people were saying that it was a relatively loveless relationship, but it's still like your life partner, and surely and you'd want closure. The father of your eighteen-year-old son, which is quite yeah young, yeah, to suddenly lose a dad. So, so yeah, that's my thoughts. What about you? Yeah, I thought that. Uh, well, I thought either that or they killed him for one reason. Yeah, they're all in on it. Yeah, um, which is, I think, where we should go if we're making it into a f well i mean i don't know what your thoughts were about making it into a film i mean i yeah i so i think probably he faked his own death because he didn't want all that nonsense he was getting a little bit too criminal um and too many things he basically up. sold a load of stocks and bonds that to cook things that didn't exist um that people were gonna want all this money back all, all this money back on very very quickly um yeah and they were already starting to ask and it was all going to come falling around his ears and it was way way easier to cash in and check out yeah, yeah. and it was much easier to do like over 100 years ago than it is now yeah yeah he didn't have to like close his facebook account <laughs> deactivate boop <laughs> and he didn't have like find my phone or whatever oh so, yeah yeah you could disappear very way easier like Kurt Cobain did. Way easier back in the day 
He lives on that island. Yeah, killing together. Yeah, I mean they were a bit different in time scales. Yeah, but we can imagine. It's fine. But I quite like the idea of if we're making this into a film, is sort of having it as a bit of a a kind of murder mystery thriller. Yeah. Where um, we see it from several different people's perspectives, but we don't quite get the answer. Yeah. each time until the end so we yeah. see it maybe the secretary's perspective where they go out they go oh it's been quite a long time so okay. so he goes looking for him sees yeah. the door flapping in the you know or the door completely missing or or whatever you know yeah, yeah, yeah. To do with that. and he sort of goes yeah, back that's and weird. The, the door wouldn't be flapping would it sorry no. I'm still sorry it's such the, the, the official story is just such bollocks yeah um, but you know, we like a good conspiracy theory, don't we? So. We do. <laughs> um, and then you yeah. sort of get the you get the uh, you get it from the sort of pilot's angle where he sort of experiences some turbulence or something, and then you get it from someone, and you closer and closer get to, and then you get it from his angle where um, you know he's plant he's he's you know been like. I don't know. We should probably have him murdered if we're making a horror film. Yeah, because the other or, thing is... Or, or, or he could murder, so there's actually seven people on the plane with him and he took someone along that is like, oh, this guy's bit on the side. Like me. Oh, look at us, we're the same height. How weird. That's so crazy. Oh, we're the same build. You should wear this suit of mess on my OMG. Wear this. It looks so cool. You should try this cool watch on. I think it looks so good on you. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, you fell. Oh, no, you slipped and fell out the plane. Oh. Solved it. Case closed. Not only have we solved it, that's a better film. That is a better, yeah. I like it. So, so yeah, there's actually another person on the plane that nobody wants to because everybody's in on it. Yeah. Um that and you see this you do yeah so the film will play out sort of like uh sort of like tarantino-esque so you've yeah. got from this person's perspective um yeah, where they're recounting their stories maybe afterwards and they say well i saw this happen this happen i saw this yeah. happen this happen and then you each time you see him go out the plane you know like but you don't see his face but you don't see his face until the end, his face push someone else. Then they land in. Then they land to let him in near. I'm sure it was near Dunkirk. I'm sure. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, we'll go with that. And they let him. It's like a bit of a thriller, isn't it? Yeah. Loving it. They let him toddle off. And um, into the into the great un- unknown of France, <laughs> or they, or or they these fish the fishermen the fishermen on the fishing boat near Boulogne yeah. they may be they may be involved and they help ferry him off, and then they go back. <gasps> I'm to in on the way back, knowing knowing roughly where to go to find the body dramas and that's why it took so long yeah 
So they'll recount their thing, but then when we're at the end unveiling the twist, it'll be them that take him like to his new life in the sun somewhere. Love it. Yeah. Time to make a movie. Again, copyright Anna and Eve. Yeah. And uh, give us the money. Yes. Show us the money. <laughs> Share the love. Um, I don't know who. I don't know who. Who would we cast? What was he? How old was he? We well, died in twenty eight. When did you say he was born? Um, seventy seven. 18, 1877. So he was like 60 ish. 61? 50. 51? 50, 51. Am I not good at maths? 70, 80, 90, naughty, 10, 20. <laughs> and 1. 51. 51. If that's wrong. Not good at maths. I'm sorry. Yeah, I only work in data, it's fine. <laughs> um. 51. I'm going to suggest that um, Madeline, his wife, was younger than that. I'm not trying to judge. I'm just saying. Yeah, it would have been that she was younger. Yeah, she was younger. Um, so how about we have Margot Robbie for her? Oh, yes. Yes. And Hugh Jackman? No. No. Do you know what? He did come into my head at one point, but then I thought, is he too he? like how rude? I know he wasn't invited. It was just like, oh hey, no, um, yeah, he did. He yeah, I don't know but... why he's popped into my head. No, he's in my head now as well. Oh, Not coming in people's heads. <laughs> I'm um, yeah. That's my, that's my thinking. Yeah. I, I like, like that. Yeah, I like that. So we've got like a weird murder mystery thriller that gets all Thomas Crown Affair style at the end unraveled to reveal this horrible murder that's taken place of some poor unsuspecting guy who just happens to look like, and then um, Mr. and Mrs. Lowenstein. Um, love it sitting on a beach somewhere at the end with their coke in a wine glass Coca-Cola in a wine glass ah, fancy no um, yeah sitting there at the end on the beach like totally got away with that and they did and they did if the invention that I've just made up is true Either that he, he was freakishly strong and just and just opened the door by accident. It, it being an accident like, doesn't make a very good it's film. Like crazy muscles, just like bam, bam, bam. Yeah. But, yeah. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've solved. I think we've solved and it. See. <laughs> <laughs> also, really easy to shoot. Except for in Corona times, probably not the best because there's like a ton of people on a tiny. Yeah, it's really cramped. So it would be very easy to shoot because you've got 
just one kind of location that everybody's yeah. recounting so you can just shoot it in an office kind of like police station thing where people's statements are being taken they're like oh i did this i saw that and i might have thought the corner of my eye seen a body like falling. falling but i thought it was just poo i'd like i don't know <laughs> or something <laughs> that um, line now has to be in this film if it gets made yeah i'll be mad if it's not <laughs> but i thought it was just poo Maybe that should be the tagline of this of this film. So, like, you have it at the bottom. This of film or of this podcast? Real oh. horror. I thought I it thought was it just cool. Okay, yeah. However, the whole podcast. Screw it. Why not? Um, yeah. Or you know, they can all say like they can have their different interviews with the policemans and be saying, but they all really know this switcheroo i love it it's dramas love it yeah i love making things worse whatever <laughs> whatever horrible crime has taken place let's just make it just sound worse dial it up a bit yeah yeah i think we've sort i think we've solved it and we've made a movie that's the case done it boom so, so i don't know i don't know what amazing unsolved thing we're gonna just completely tackle and bosh next time but we'll find something yeah there's always, there's always like a cheeky crime hanging around i think maybe we should be hired by people to solve solve their crimes but our criteria where what? you can buy unsolved cases like legit buy them and solve them if you want like and try and solve them like as a kind of like I feel like our, our way of solving them is to make them more dramatic. So we'll I just be like, what is the most drama? We like that. We can make. That is what happened. <laughs> then a plane comes in. <laughs> Tom yeah, Cruise is there, inexplicably. <laughs> the Illuminati happened. And then the so excited but yeah that is actually that's amazing. amazing really you can buy unsolved cases and they give you like all the bumps that they had on the case i would imagine like anonymized obviously but yeah and then you can try and solve it that'd be pretty good we'll do that one day yeah i'd love to do that i'd love to be like a an actual investigator that doesn't just make it. dramas but the dramas are fun oh so good <laughs> Well, I think that's another fine mess we've got ourselves into. That's another <laughs> that's another case totally solved and movie made. We've made yeah. we've made another metaphorical million. Totally. Up towards Easily. the budget of next month's Real Horror Podcast. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you should subscribe to my cast the Myco Indie Horror Podcast. Uh, there's lots of other cool things on there, like interviews with all of our My Cats. That's not what they're called. My Cats? You know, like, Mycopaths is the, is the fan group name. Oh, okay. like, yeah. I feel like the, the Myco actors should be like My Cats. This kind of sounds like you're calling us all your cats, and I love that, so I'm down like, for that. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah interviews with like various ones of people there's already some there you can have listened to with people like um Derek Nelson Will Jones um other people <laughs> but just go and have a listen they're good it's my it's my husband he's better at talking than I am so Lots of exciting things to listen to. And he, he, he speaks all Geordie or Mackham or whatever, whatever bit of the North East he, he comes from. So that's good. Um, but yeah, like, subscribe, leave us a five star review. Don't leave any other number of star review. We don't. We yeah. don't. No. Just um, And if you've got any suggestions for unsolved dramas we can get ourselves involved in, let us know. Be awesome. Till then. Bye. Over now.